Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Johnson. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? We are going to talk about a movie that came out in 2018, May the Devil Take You. Stay tuned. Tim, give us the synopsis. Well, when her estranged father falls into a mysterious coma, a young woman seeks answers at an old villa where she and her stepsisters and brothers and mother uncover very dark truths. Very dark mm. truths. Just putting it that way. Okay, so let's go. Let's let's start right off the bat and the fact that the, the way that... I Tim... liked it. I liked it. Good night. All right, good night. <laughs> Tim sold us on this movie. So the this one was totally Tim's suggestion. He's like, oh, my God, Evil Dead. You got to watch no, this movie. it's not. I didn't wave my hands, and I didn't talk in that voice. <laughs> but I watched it because it rec- it was recommended to me, and it said that it was it was a very, like, like a, a very cool homage to, you know, the Ind- it was an Indonesian Evil Dead. And... I was like intrigued because I I love foreign films. They they have different sensibilities about things, and it's not all fucking you know the same tired old shit that we've seen. So hey, I watched it and I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Tim comes to us and he says, "You got we got to do this. We got to do this. Cool, down for it." I didn't realize because I had heard about this and I had it kind of I had these movies on my list because there's a sequel <clears> as well. I had these movies on my list to watch for a little while, but I just kind of kept pushing them off because there was other things I was doing and watching. But I just didn't realize that it was, uh, and, and I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Timo Tahanto or Tajahanto, the guy who produced one of, and I, I said this multiple times when we were hanging out last, uh, one of the greatest action flicks on Netflix right now. Uh, the night comes for us and it's the guy really proved himself to me with that movie and then I come back and I see this and I'm like okay this this could be a good time so you know good call there Um, but yeah totally you know in terms of story okay there's a lot of reminiscence uh, or (laughs) some people might say like homage so to speak to the idea of the evil dead you've got people coming together in a remote location there's something evil lurking you know along the scenario 
people slowly get turned into these demon-esque characters and and there's there's a fight for survival overnight it's it's what it comes down oh, to the monsters are straight up deadites <clears throat> like the makeup effects are very similar like, oh they're... when i get into the the trivia like he's absolutely like a huge fan of the original evil dead yeah he said that and like he's like what I am with like fucking Star Wars or or Halloween like this is Evil Dead like Josh is with Evil Dead and um, uh, like this is basically his love letter right so I, I wouldn't be you know in his mind he probably thinks it's in the same universe you know what I mean so yeah absolutely and and absolutely it's it's one of those things you can see the love for it and you can see the homage and it, it's great it plays out wonderful that way and and i like it and who the hell doesn't like a good you know possessed evil dead fucking creature type movie? assholes assholes, assholes. get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> you're not this is not the show for you all right um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, any chance that I can tell someone to leave that way, I take the it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> take it. All right. So the story begins with the uh, a character that we're introduced to, who turns out to be the father figure in this in this household, uh, <laughs> Lesmana. This is a what uh, it, it should be pronounced. I was stoked when I seen this guy appear on camera first off because. For anybody who's big into action movies, this was the big bad guy from The Raid. Yeah. Yep. I was totally down for it, because I loved him in The Raid. The Raid's one of my favorite action flicks in the past, like, fucking forever. So, see him on the screen, I was like, dude, sold already. Like, it's it's already positive for me at this point. Do you right? want to know the, the moment that I was kind of sold was when I saw the priestess. She creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> she creeped me the fuck out. Like, yeah, she yeah. was like... I don't know what it was about her face, the contact lenses. I don't know the lighting. It was it it was really good when There's you first the see her down in the and the the basement and how she was like backlit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the contact. Very... It's like they made contacts that were just a little bit bigger than the than the actual. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they made them like so slightly. The iris. Well, they made them them just slightly bigger than the iris. Just slightly. And and I think that's what did it for me, too, right? It was super, super creepy. Oh, man. And then then he, like, turns around and he turns back to her and she's, like, floating. Yeah, it was dope. And it was, like, total fucking deadite scenario. All I could just hear at that point was, We will feast upon your souls! Swallowing your souls! Swallowing your souls! Swallowing your (laughs) souls! So, so we come to find that he's obviously made a deal of some kind with the devil, as it would be, or a demon, as it were, and uh, he's essentially cursed himself. And uh, but gets rich for a little while. So he gets rich for a little while. Yeah. Go ahead. The deal he made, he gave them a lock of hair. Is that his daughter's hair? Is that what that? Yes. It would be it basically the way that it translates is that you're you're sacrificing something yeah, you're, that you love and cherish. Born. It's the, it was it was Elfie's hair because she's the firstborn. Yeah. His firstborn. Um, he he basically gave her up to the demons right. as a, okay. as basically they now own his soul and his daughter's soul. Yeah, but he thought that he could get out of it. 
Yeah, he tried to get well, sneaky with it. So. And see, the thing is, I mean, when we, we talk about the sequel, like, that story thread appears in the sequel, in. right? So yeah. you, you find out what that cost was. Yeah. How can somebody sell the soul of someone else? That's how it works. Wow. Well. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I love like, it's, it's, you were right there. Just, no, that's, that's how it works, man. That's well established in demonic lore that you can sacrifice your child. It, well, it yeah. is. It but is. I mean, like, I wouldn't want somebody to go, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm gonna, I just Aaron will sleep. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a dick move. Yeah. Now, it probably, yeah, would, it probably wouldn't work move. if it was, like, his wife or, or like, just his neighbor or something. No, no, it, it would be his offspring, his child, yeah. his, his blood. Yeah, but I got my own soul. Can't I speak for my own soul? Uh, no. You can no. contest it for sure. Could fight or offer yeah. something up in place. Yeah. You know what I mean? well, that's what she does. She fights, right? She that's does. You just have a kid, and then you give them that soul. And it's just as long as they just <laughs> here's my kid. Anthony's fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was in poor taste. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's in charge of his own soul. There you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, he's so doing dishes right now, so I can only imagine what he's thinking. He, he's got—he just had this cold shiver, and he's like, what "Fuck was that? that, that fuck is ta- somebody soul? talking about my soul?" <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Because, like, Alfie sees like all these apparitions and demons and stuff before she's at the what do they call it? Not the cabin, but the. The, the, villa, uh, the villa, the villa, the villa. They call it, yeah. Before they go to the villa, like she's seen all these demons and apparitions, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, that's that's my life." Mm-hmm. It's because she's cursed. Yeah, so due, that's due to what her father did, she's and I'm cursed. assuming she was cursed. Like this happened when she was like a little little God, kid. Yeah. So. Yes, and 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 that kind of shows a little bit later in the movie too, because what happens is that her father gets big, gets rich. And then the sacrifices start to take their toll. So her mother dies, right, going over the edge of the building and shit like this. And she sees, and there's that vision where she sees the demon basically, you know, clawing her mother and grabbing onto her and shit, right? And she sees that happen, and it's like the first time that she noticed shit like this happening. But it's like the first of the sacrifices in life. So it's almost like the curse is one of those scenarios where the more you attain, the more you lose, you know what I mean? So, like, he lost his first wife. His daughter's cursed forever with him. See, now, I saw it as... It's like the evil genie wish. You wish to be powerful, sexful, and have the movie star wife. Yeah. Well, for you to have the movie star wife, your current wife has to die. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like things start yeah. to play in and and move yeah. around in life. Because eventually, once again, he, he meets his second wife, starts to have more kids, and, and it's all part and partial to... What's actually fucking going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I hundred percent think that the because uh, it mentioned before that she's like an actress. Yeah. Uh, the second wife. She yeah. Gonna want nothing to do with this little jabroni before. That's He's definitely part of, of the curse. Lesman is a son of a bitch. Lesman. So, so the family comes to together because he's dying. All of a sudden, he's he's fallen extremely ill and he's dying and. Uh, they decide because Alfie is the oldest, everything's being left to her, that mm-hmm. they want whatever she's been left to. They want to basically go and raid the fucking villa and take take from her and to help pay the medical bills, even though she's a fucking actress and, you know, they got money. Can I just, um, I really liked 
Okay, like we'll get into like you know the 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 pacing of the movie later. Okay. Um, but the beginning section of how they just gave us all this exposition, but they did it in a way that like, like it it, it just kind of flowed. Like I didn't feel like I was being talked at. Like you, no. you see Elfie, and then like, you know, there's something off with her, and then the shit with her dad, and she goes to the hospital, and it was like. You know, she meets her step family, who she's obviously estranged from, and like, I really like the pacing at the beginning of this movie, which makes it suck when it gets to the the slow parts of the rest of the movie that wasn't the cool horror stuff. Um, I really like how this movie started off. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It 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 really like you're right. You you said it the best. It wasn't talking at you. It was just presenting to you. It was how a story should be, like a flow to it. Like, this is how we were going to deliver this information, and I'm not bombarded. I instantly felt comfortable in this world, given, like, you know, my my love of, you know, all the Evil Dead movies and just kind of, like, demonic possession movies and all that in general. Like, I didn't feel like, uh, what the fuck's going on? Why is her dad like this? What's going on with this? Like, I just felt like... Oh, it just I don't know what happened <laughs> but like the pacing in the beginning of the movie like it, it, the first 20 minutes to a half hour was like really this is good up, yeah. I like this movie absolutely I agree with you but I will disagree for the second one <laughs> yeah. well, we'll talk about that we're, another episode we're talking about that another you're getting ahead of yourself <laughs> I am <laughs> you yes you simmer yeah. down you um <laughs> like so the really the really <laughs> The really cool thing that I like about the, the the first bit of the movie here is that traditionally when you see a lot of these cursed exhibit movies like this, it has to do with, okay, somebody made a deal, and throughout the movie they're trying to find a way around it. I'm going to give you an example, drag me to hell. Yeah, The entire movie the... is her trying to find yeah. a way around this. But the really cool thing about this movie was the guy who makes the deal, Lesmana, within the first 20 minutes makes the deal it's years later the fucking payment comes back in full at this point too and a really cool fucking scene the scene where the hair comes and fucking squeezes the life out of him and shit and it was total cursed looking shit and i loved it because that's that's one of those things that you barely see unless it's one of those twist endings once again like drag me to hell spoilers everybody you know it's this was flat out the guy paid the piper but now, whatever's going on is coming for the rest of its fucking wants. Yeah, it's, it's the aftermath of that. It's like, you know, the tax. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the payment's been made, now Now I need the tax. <laughs> now with interest. Yeah, with interest. Yeah. So, so now we have the scenario where they all come together at the villa, and they start to find out a little bit more about the place itself, because she remembers it from being young they don't know really anything about this place and weird shit starts to happen evil dead style fucking story happens because whatever's in the fucking basement is coming out for them love it um <laughs> love it love it okay great set day eh? the villa looks great in this. Oh, the villa's creepy was, as it, shit just run down and creepy. gross and yeah. i also really like the the their version of the necronomicon um, like it wasn't like it was just a spooky evil book. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. trying to be the Necronomicon, but it yeah, was. I agree. I agree. Um, I I also really liked um, 
as much as this is kind of a love letter to Evil Dead, I felt like it was more of a love letter to Sam Raimi because, like, there's elements of this movie that did remind me of Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. More so than, like, Evil Dead. Um, so. I got a lot of the remake vibes. Like, of all the Evil Deads, if I was to sit and compare them, I think it's most like the remake. Especially. I, no, I picked up on that, too, but I feel that... I mean, Evil Dead, whether it's a remake or fucking yeah. Sam, like it's Sam Raimi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like even even the remake, sure. Well, was a tribute to fucking Sam 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 Raimi as well, right? So, flat out, my favorite my favorite makeup uh, deadite type creature in this movie makeup was the mother in law. Mm-hmm. She was creepy as fuck, and did she looked just like one of the twenty thirteen deadites? It wasn't yeah. like overly done. It was. It was just kind of like it was more makeup, with yeah. you know, like the fucking color. And, and color. It was. It was yeah. huge color work, and in the contacts where she, her eyes were like blackened out, and it was yeah. creepy as fuck. Greasy hair and the the you know the maybe the uh, alcohol palette makeups going on because they have lots of water you know raining outside and oh. yeah it just it was her standing also... in the rain. But yeah, on top of that, on yeah. top of that, like this, this actress was like tall and skinny, and that right. really added to the when she's fucking coming out of the the, the basement door, like, yeah, it was. It just goes to show, show, boys, that it, you know you can do straight makeup, like color makeup on somebody, and still get an effect out of it that's very, very mm-hmm. effective, right? Yeah. When it comes to you, don't have to apply prosthetics or whatever. There were a few prosthetics in this, but I mean for the most part watching this and seeing that it was like just straight color that people were using on this was phenomenal i was like wow it really punched that out that's wicked absolutely all right anybody have anything else to add when it comes to the story okay and the characters basically i I thought i thought the story of this was pretty pretty basic like it, it didn't have to be any more than it was um i felt like all the people that were acting in it like there was no real weak link, like, you know... Right like down to the were... little kid. She was really yeah, good. Yeah, like, I, I, mm-hmm. I thought I thought this was, for the most part, a pretty solid movie. Um, which is weird, because, you know, like, you usually see, like, you know, a foreign movie that's been picked up by Netflix. Like, how good can it be, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there was a lot of really good shit in this movie. Like, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I think the director of photography needs to be pat on the back, too. Fuck the cin- yeah, he does. Uh, the cinematography in this was... Yes. Uh, when it first started, I was like, wow, wow. The color like it tones. Looked, it looked like it was a big yeah. budget movie. And uh, like, again, like, I found a lot of the, the, the movie was uh, really well lit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was very moody, especially when they get to the villa. But, like I said, my favorite was the down in the basement at the start with the, the priestess and the yeah. light beams, the... the the rays coming through and she's hovering and it's like but it's in the middle the of the day yeah like it, it's the middle of the day this shouldn't be evil and it's like the sun is coming in and it's like evil as fuck like you know what I mean like <laughs> she's floating and stuff it's like the morning there's birds chirping and you got this <laughs> demonic priest just floating in the basement and money's got yeah I loved it I loved it it's just a conduit yeah yeah, I also really liked Alfie. I thought the actress was fucking dope. I really well. liked her. Yeah, she did do well. She yeah, definitely she was like she that definitely girl, girl but she she kind of embodied like there was moments where I was like, oh yeah, I see how they're kind of making her an Ash character, right? Like, 
yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she she held her own. Um, she yeah, like you're right. She she was kind of like they were they were making her the Ash character, but it was it was in a lot of ways it was very much so a female empowerment role as a lot of people are talking about it too, right? You know, she's she she's been down and shit on her entire life, and all of a sudden she's she's got to deal with the fact that somebody else cursed her. It wasn't even her fuck up, and well, and she fights. If, and I'm not saying that this is you. Because I've seen some of that already out there, but why do you got to make it a female empower? Why can't she just be a strong character well, in, a, in a horror movie? Do you just, know what I mean? Like, just, no, I agree, but it's just, just so happens to be a female. But like, you could swap that out with a male. The, the world, the, the world should be to the point where it doesn't matter. You know what I, I mean? Know, and it's, it's just an empowered character. But it's just stupid. the way that people are taking praise to it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in today's day and age, it could have just been another male character, and all of a sudden we had an exact Ash. But they yep. took it. They took it to the Mia level in this case. You know what I mean? Like Mia was fucking wonderful, badass. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. And I mean, this is a whole other conversation. But I mean, it's like that doesn't impress me in a horror movie that you got a strong female character. If she's well written, awesome. Look at Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. She's a strong fucking female character. Didn't matter that she was female. It just so happened to be that she was female. But she's a well written character. I just I hate all that stuff. I hate it. Like, just make a good movie with a good character, plot development. It's all we want. We want good horror movies. That's all I I want. I just want good characters, well-written characters, and people that can act. Absolutely. And she was, Alfie was awesome. Alfie was was good. Fucking awesome. She was, uh, she definitely carried the movie. Definitely carried the movie. Uh, Josh. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear your notes. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I love now, <laughs> with with a lot of the foreign films, my notes get more scarce because I got to pay more attention to what's going on in the screen. Oh. So there's less notes than normal. But I'll still... Now, was there was there an option to actually hear this dubbed? I didn't see one. I don't know. I didn't see it either. Okay. Because because the first one was on Netflix. Netflix second and the one second was on one's Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shutter. Uh, my first viewing of May the Devil Take You took place March 8th, 2021 at 1.43pm. Uh, did he just try to pay cash to a demon? Yep. It's like, you can't just... Well, he paid cash to the conduit for her services. To put oh, him in... Yeah, was. she's the one that helps to make the deal with the demon. He's paying yes. for her services. But it's like he had two hands. He had one with the hair and one with the cash. And he's like, "Yeah, you want the money, right? Right, demon? You want this money?" It's like you want the, the de- you want like, the no. money conduit. Here's the hair demon. <laughs> I almost took it like it was like a uh, it was almost symbolic. Like he's paying for service, yeah. but it was just the act of him giving. Yeah, because he gets a fucking briefcase of money back. I don't think, I don't think the fucking woman is going to go out and buy a new TV with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it would be more symbolic. Because, you know I mean? like, yeah. like, as soon as it all yeah. happens, he turns around and there's a fucking briefcase overflowing with money, too. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he made a deal with the demon for wealth, and then his wife killed himself. Shitty deals. Uh, uh, are we just not going to talk about the ghost stalker in the elevator that everyone sees but no one seems to care about <laughs> so I, I really am hung up on this so Allie's seeing these demons all this time yeah 
so she's gifted. Do, do people think she's crazy? Well, she's, she's probably. probably to the point where she doesn't give a shit or talk to people about it anymore. She just deals with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but if you're telling people that you're seeing these things, they're gonna lock you up in a loony bin. True. I don't know. I've heard it some... just seems like she's very nonchalant with all these demons. Do you take the bus in the city regularly? I hear and see some weird fucking shit on the bus. They're not going to lock me up. <laughs> uh, what the fuck demon mime? The, the demon when he's behind the curtain and he's playing the old spooky games. <laughs> uh, Blood Cube. Blood Cube was extremely evil dead. Uh, when he's over top of her and he just starts fucking spitting black bile all over. Oh, uh, yeah. That was wicked. Very... Happens a couple of times, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing these things just a normal occurrence for her, she seems pretty chill for just being attacked by a demon. Mm. Key on the top ledge, when they're trying to get in the door and he's, like, reaching on top, again, super evil lead. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about that scene, if you watch it, there's, like, a solid layer of dust. And it really adds like a level of realism to the villa for me. That you see him like reaching for the key on the top, and you see like his hands go through the dust. It was cool. Good point. Uh, Thirty-eight minutes in, and we finally see the demon released from the basement. We have officially reached the "get the fuck out" moment, where anyone not a complete and total idiot should immediately get the fuck. Out. <laughs> should exit the fucking premises. And love it every time it occurs in a horror movie and as soon as I see it, I can almost pinpoint the moment where it's like, yep, this is it. This is the GTFO moment. The GTFO moment. Uh, uh, the Deadite Mom makeup effect was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, is the demon taking payment for her father's fortune or is it just pissed off that it was locked in the cellar at this point? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B too, right? I don't care if it's pouring cats and dogs, your car got broken into, or what. Just walk out of the place. So that's why so much attention was given to her arm scar. I just thought she was like a self-harmer at first, because it like kind of showed it a couple times. And we established that she's kind of loopy-doopy. Uh, the scene where the girl gets bludgeoned to death with a hammer in the car... That is the best scene in this film, in my opinion. The mm. tension was amazing. That scene itself, at, it was the most realism. I really liked that scene. It was good. It was good. Uh, and then the face tear happened, which quickly became my favorite scene in this film. <laughs> that was straight up horrifying. I did not expect that at all. Uh, so seriously, their plan was to stay in the villa for another whole day. So they get scared with all these spooky demons, and they're like, oh, well, we'll just sit here on the sofa for 24 hours. We're safe now. <laughs> that was then. This Great. is now. Right? Uh, uh, the voodoo doll head pop was really good. Yeah. The deaths in general are surprising and creative. Uh, overall, I do have a hard time tracking stories especially when we're dealing with foreign films. It just adds an extra level, so I, I did find myself on my phone a bit. Uh, the bad special effect flames were really bad. I wish they didn't use them, because then they switched to real flaming effects. <laughs> so it's like, just... You could have just shown the real ones and skipped the bad CG. 
Mm -hmm. uh, digging into the corpse to find the hair was extremely gnarly. Very good. Uh, why the fuck was it raining inside the basement? Some sort of crazy raining curse. And then I just wrote happy ending with a question mark. <laughs> Those are my notes. Nice. Nicely put. Uh, yeah, no, you bring up a couple of really good points in there. to see what Aaron thinks about the effects work in this movie. I have quite a few notes here, boys, for this. Oh, I, mean, God. I know, yeah. eh? Like, holy Jeez. shit. I'll flip over some ones that I... Uh, well, shut up, Tim! I'm just kidding, Aaron. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. This was one of the, 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 the movies that I was, like, excited to hear your notes. Oh. I'm legit excited to hear every okay. single syllable. All right. Well, on that note, uh, right out of the gate, when the hand cut, uh, she gets her hand cut. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it looked like the cut was already there. She went, and it was there as she did it. I, I went back and I watched it, and it looked like the actual blood was there before she even cut. They're crazy. They're crazy. No, I don't believe it. I looked at it, and that's what I saw. When you watch uh, these movies, do you go back and rewind and watch and like rewind, or is this what you see? If I see something that's time? a little that's a little off, I'm like, I gotta watch that again. I gotta slow this down and watch it. Watch it. I do. Frame right? by frame. Yeah. Um, sold is sold to the devil. And next note is cinematography is great so far. I, this is what really got me into this. I'm like, yeah, right on. You guys are gonna love this next one. Trust me. Soundtrack feels a little bit like Phantasm. Oh, it kind of <laughs> does. Did. Right. Didn't notice. No, no, it doesn't. Blocked a part of that life out of my mind. No, I no. did. <laughs> was just missing a tall uh, man. Not, yeah, exactly. Not bad effects on the father laying in the hospital bed. Again, he had like just little picks and, and, and flesh wounds and stuff, but then he had like the rotting fingers that was like just. They were just painted black and things. The way that they did the makeup in that on that, it was cringy. It was definitely cringeworthy. Um, and the really cool thing that sold it for me in that whole scene um, was when they acted uh, that he's rotting and he stinks. And one of the actors mm. was like, oh, right? Yeah. That, to me, sold that scene. I was like, yes, right on. That, they added the element of you can almost smell that he's rotting, right? I really yeah, like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Totally adds to the experience. Uh, notice the slight drone in the soundtrack, like Evil Dead. Very slight, low bass drone was coming through my speakers. And I'm like, really? Okay, cool. So I was perking up for this. Um, the makeup in this whole film, I, I looked at the credits, and I don't think they they got anybody that was i mean there's no credit really for any special effects in it i think they just brought some people in that that were talented and they unless they were they're uncredited or whatever 
Um, but that's what the credits indicate is that almost every artist, uh, uh, they haven't, they didn't work on anything else before this. That's what I got out of it. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool because if that's the case, uh, I don't know if you guys do a little search on it while I'm talking about it, but, um, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, the rigid collodion scars look great on Alfie's arm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Tim, Josh, are you guys, exp uh, do you know what rigid collodion is all about? I have Boy, do three, three bottles okay. of rigid collodion. That's how I okay. do my, my Joker scars when I do the. That's right. You, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So rigid I collodion. I got to see it for the first time this year. It's pretty cool stuff. Bet me yeah, up. we used it on you. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. For those that don't know, you, you, you paint this stuff on and it basically pinches your skin and turns into like a, a, a light plastic kind of thing, but it pinches your skin. It's like and scar it makes... tissue. Yeah, it actually looks like you got your scarred up, and you can add just a little bit of color to it just to give it a nice little hue. Um, yeah, so I think they did a great job with the rigid collodion on this, and it was pretty, uh, the continuity was good with it as well. Uh, let's see here. The blood barf scene was gross. I mean, she had her <laughs> mouth open for most of it, and oh. I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's fake or not. That was just disgusting. Nice attention to details like sweat. I was paying attention to all that. Um, did I mention that the sound design is wicked? Yep. Uh, love the old building set. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, looks like the old cobweb machine came in handy. You guys pay attention to all the cobwebs that were going on in this villa? <laughs> oh, intent. They yeah. were, yeah. So, And it looked like they used the old webcaster for this. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah. What so, is it, when they do that? What is, what is that made it's of? Usually like hot glue. Like glue. Oh, really? You can do hot. You can do a hot glue version, or you can do like a um, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, contact cement. You can actually spray contact cement, and it will web up, right? Yeah, it's Super it's got to cool. be. It, it's done in a very similar way. It's got to be like aired as it's coming out, like through like an airbrush type system, and it strings yeah. it because it starts to heal in air. Right, yeah. and it clings to itself. Right, that's the that's the uh, hot glue method. Right, um, for years uh, Hollywood has been using the uh, the contact cement way as well because they really add to the contact cement stuff adds really well to it. I think Indiana Jones used a lot of the contact cement, so you can see the difference between the cobwebs there and the cobwebs that are in this. Cobwebs that are in this have a nice little shine to them, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I thought they did a really good job on that. I could tell that they were pretty tough as well because a lot of the actors were touching them and they were staying in, in place so um, nice job to that uh, love it, uh, let's see here very evil dead feel with Ruben opening the basement door uh, I got a very evil dead feel when, when the door opened yeah. and the camera was kind of creeping forward at it and you didn't know if something was going to come out of it like you know grandma in the basement or whatever um, falling uh, father pulling his hair out of his mouth reminds me of uh, reminds me of cleaning a shower drain. Oh. I just got those heebie-jeebies, right? I was yeah. like, oh, this is disgusting. Oh, and you got the Rush. smell and everything, and uh, and then the death by the creeping dreadlock was gross, but um, but shot very well. Um, the breaking fingernails while being dragged away—that's always a cringe classic. You see the nails actually bending and snapping. Yeah, when the mother was being dragged yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Great example of straight color and contact lenses being very effective with the mother scene uh, from the basement. So there we go again, right? You use contact lenses and you just use 
straight color out of your palette, no prosthetics or whatever, and you start laying the colors on, and you can come up with a creepy character. I want to mention, too, that the contact lens design in this whole thing where they had the eyes bloody and things, they, they, that was done A1. Um, when you got, like, your sclera part of your eye and it's got little blood vessels all broken and stuff, that's super cool. I think that adds to every single makeup um, in a horror movie. And even when somebody gets beat and they got a blood vessel that's broken in their, in their eye, I think that's super cool. Um, I did notice that the bite location on, Al on Alfie's arm moved. It moved slightly. So it was here, and then it moved over here. So that continuity was off a little bit. Yes, it was. <laughs> continuity, please. <laughs> <laughs> it seems okay this is one of my pet peeves it seems like actors have a hard time acting with foam tools they never account for the weight so if somebody's got an axe in the air and they're moving it like this with one arm like try moving a, a heavy axe like that with one hand it doesn't and it looks fake right I think if, if they pay more attention, look at this thing's this thing's weighted. Yeah, they should give the the actors a, a, a real axe um, until they cut to the scene where they actually hit the person. Um, that that stuff really bugs me uh, when you see a lightweight tool like a sledgehammer or something being thrown around by one hand. It, I mean, if you've ever thrown around a twenty-five pound lightweight tools right now, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Uh, Book of the Dead, Indonesian style. I really like that. I thought the differences between that and the Necro were were so far apart that I didn't even really... I, I, I know the reference and stuff, but uh, I thought that it was uh, quite a bit different, so it, it was perfect for this film. Um, consistent fog effects throughout the whole film. Uh, Mum sticks tongue out. Gene Simmons style was very cool. Uh, CGI VFX. Um, Nera's fingers look normal in the bedroom scene. So there was one scene where her fingers were turning black and then it flicked to the bat, to the bedroom scene and they were fine. And then the next scene that Nara was in it, her fingers are black again. So I think they just forgot or they, the continuity in that, they just missed it on that one scene. Um, probably something nobody else would notice, but I did. Um, decent prosthetic work on Demon under Nara's bed. Uh, great teeth as well. Love how uh, Maya walks by the statue re-entering the house and it changes facial expression after he, she passes. Did you guys mm. notice that? I mm. did notice yeah. that. Uh, Spooky. A cool little addition if you're really paying Stuff attention. like that always gets me, like an interview with the vampire yeah. where the statues move. Because it's almost like, did that happen? Did I see that? Right. That's what happens to me too, right? I think that's freaking cool. Um... Nice combination of VFX and practical uh, effects on the face rip scene. Um, the Maya makeup looked great. Voodoo doll scene is cringy. Anything with a voodoo doll and people getting their arms bent and broken or whatever, that always trips me right out. Like the leg bending like that. Uh, it's like, no, no, no. Right? Uh, decapitation of Ruben, voodoo style. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Um, the contact lenses in this film, obviously, you've already touched on that. They were awesome. The hair rip uh, was good on Les Mana. Uh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Digging into the into the buried corpse was done very yeah. well. That was gross. That kind of grossed me out. Um, 
and Alfie wouldn't be walking on that leg that she had voodoo, mm -hmm. right? That was nope. the last thing that I put as notes. That that kind of bugged me, right? Where she was kind of limping at the very end. She wouldn't be limping. That thing would be dragging. Like... Yeah. So those are my notes, boys. Nice. Yeah. D d oh. Good. Good shit. I mean, you you pick up all the time on shit that we just normally don't. But yeah, that uh, I had to go back and rewind it. To, to double check about the, uh, the the statue as well. I was the same way. I was like, did that just fucking? Yeah, it yeah. did. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. that little extra shit that they put in there shows that they kind of care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if you notice, like a lot of this movie, there's so much going on in the background. You could watch it again and just watch what's going on in the background. Just images like walking just from through a door frame or whatever, and you're well, like, it's like did that. This uh, the manner of Bill Miles. Uh, oh, Haunting of Hill House. The... Yeah. That was very similar in that there's some spooky stuff going on in the background throughout the entire I watched, series. I watched that scene twice it, but you're like... just to pick up on everything. And it was um, it was just as good the second time around. And picking up on everything was just... I, I was almost pissed at myself because I was watching going, it was right there the whole fucking time! Why didn't I see it the first time around? I'm, I'm an idiot! idiot. I think that's one of the big selling points is that they put in enough so that even if you're not looking for it, you'll catch one or two out of the corner of your eyes. Yeah. Because if it just happened one or two times in the movie, you wouldn't notice. Right. Yeah. yeah. I liked all that stuff in the background. I liked that little filler where you're where yep. you could watch it again and see something different and go, I didn't, don't remember seeing that before. That's wild. Right? <coughs> I love that stuff. Even if it's like completely apertured right out. Yeah. Right? Who cares? It's a little bit of movement back there. What is going on? Right, it adds to the creep factor. Right. Creep factor. Yeah. Tim. Okay, take your sip. He's getting ready. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to have Mr. Tim Johnson regale for us some stories and some trivia. Therefore, it is trivia time with Tim. <laughs> that never gets old and I love it <laughs> I just want you to know that I, I love it it's all for you um, so unfortunately there's not a lot of trivia for this movie um, but what I do have I will share the director Timo uh, Tim oh, this will be good nope, not gonna <laughs> say it. the director Timo is a big fan of the original Evil Dead. This is a love letter from him to the movie and the Cabin in the Woods genre in general. You can spot several tributes throughout this film. This film was also shot in 25 days. That's pretty good. This is Timo's first film to be released in Malaysia. And this movie marks the first time antagonist role was done by Petria Petvita Pet Pet Pierce. And that's all I got. There's literally nothing for this. Just uh, make some up. Well, let's toss out, let's toss so, out this. So Tim Johnson was in the background <laughs> of several scenes. <laughs> Tim Johnson as opposed to Timo Johnson. Timo, Timo, yeah, Timo Johnson. Well, well, let's let's just let's just once again, you know, let's let's toss something in there. First off, 
this movie became popular. They got the second movie off the ground. Uh, Timo went on to direct the, the Netflix popular movie, The Night Comes For Us. And now he's officially signed on to do the uh, remake, the American remake for Train to Basan. Well, if you also oh. check his, 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 uh, his IMDb, there is a third entry to the May, the May the Devil Take You as well. It was announced. It's in pre-production. We're getting a third one, fellas. Third one. Sounds good. So, yeah. So, I mean, popularity keeps going up. They throw more money and jobs at them, and there you go. I want to see this train to Busan. Yeah. Well, apparently it's not going to be an American-American version. It's still going to be, like, uh, Korean. It's going to it's gonna be, like, Korean-Indonesian. It's, it's not going to be in the United States. It's going to be elsewhere. But it's going to be Americanized in dialogue. It's going to have probably an American character or two as well. Uh, and it's going to be heavily produced through an American production company. So it's, what do you want? Here's all the fucking equipment that you would ever want. Yeah. And a crew to go with it. But to make it big yeah. in America, they would have to be in English to, to get like a, a series Well, that's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be English. Just you know, not taking yeah. place in the United States. In fact, the original uh, the original version that was uh, proposed was going to take place actually in London. That's what I told you guys when we first saw it. I want to see the train to Cockfoster. <laughs> Cockfoster. <laughs> That's the last stop on the tr- on the tube in, in London. Mind the gap. We're going to Cockfoster with yeah. style. <laughs> And those subways, they get packed. That'd be creepy. Find the gap. Welcome to Godfoster. <laughs> so that has been officially Trivia Time with yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to give our final thoughts on this movie and officially re- uh, give our review. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with Aaron. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Holy That's crap, you. Josh! Your eyeballs were like huge for a minute. I mean, I mean, it would have been nice if you would have gave it to me, considering I didn't really get You're to talk second. this episode because You're it wasn't second. Well, no, what a relief. Second. <laughs> well, boys, I won't. I won't take. I won't take your. You know, I, I won't make you have any sent sentiments coming from me. Tim, how's that sound? I'll, I'll be brief. No, you take as long as you fucking want, Aaron. All right, cool. All right. It won't be long anyway. I covered a lot of stuff in this. It's 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 only stuff. it's only Adam that's the long long winded. He always goes. I am the, the long winded bastard. I'm like, geez, I'm watching. I'm watching it on uh, on YouTube, and I'm like, there's still 15 minutes left. And Adam just started talking. <laughs> his, his fucking his fucking review at the end is 15 minutes. Of final but it's five. usually because it's also like everybody starts chiming in too, so it elongates shit. So go ahead, Aaron, go. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Um, I I like this movie, guys. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I found that I didn't pick my phone up. Uh, I might have picked it up once in one little spot. Just I don't know why, but uh, um, if a movie's grabbing me, then I'm not going to, you know, my phone usually stays down or whatever, and uh, I'm paying attention. And, uh, you know, my notes, I've got a long list of notes here, so obviously I was paying a lot of attention to to what was going on on the screen. Um, 
everything, like I mentioned before, I love the cinematography. I love the sound design. Uh, I like how they were so, um, they had the ingenuity to design makeups that weren't seriously elaborate, but they were very effective. Uh, I love how they added the greasy hair and the hair instead of like branches or, or vines. Uh, the hair, I mean, ugh, hair is disgusting. And, you know, in the context that they used it wrapping around and, and when you make that, that reference to pulling hair out of a, out of a drain and, and you see all that black, ugh, and then you see a scene when somebody's wrapped in this hair, it's like, oh man, that was totally cringeworthy for me. Um, I thought the storyline was great. I thought all the camera angles and the director, the director of photography did a fantastic job. Uh, everything in this film kind of melded together. Uh, and me being an Evil Dead fan as well, um, I I thought the little the little parts and pieces that they threw in were not they were blazing that that and an homage blazing yeah they were the, the homage to 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 Sam um, but I thought they were done pretty you know pretty subtle I, I I really liked the little things that I got to pick up on that it was almost like a little game that I got to play while I was watching this film. Um, it was a little more demonic, I guess, than Evil Dead. Would everybody agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think that, that the villa uh, was tight. I thought all the effects from the fog and the sweat and the, you know, uh, the cobwebbing and everything like that, I just thought that they had a pretty good crew here um, that all meld together to make a cool film in Indonesia. And for that reason, I'm going to give it an R. Ooh. Recommended. Yeah. Tim! What? Speak now. It's your turn. <laughs> it's fucking, I speak when I want, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking Zap Brannigan about ready to spit some fucking rhymes. <laughs> Alright. Um, I really like this movie. Um... I felt that it was uh, very much, I very, very much picked up on the, the love letter vibes to Sam Raimi and Evil Dead, but it wasn't to the point where it felt like it was mimicking it or copying it. Like, it did its own thing. You could tell where he got the inspiration, but he did his own thing. He came up with his own story. And again, like I said earlier, like, it was a pretty simple story. Um, I do agree with Aaron that it is a little bit more demonic in some of its imagery, imagery than Evil Dead, but I mean, it wasn't to the point where it was like, I felt uncomfortable watching some demonic I thing. agree. Like it's, I agree. It's, yeah. it's a horror movie, right? Yeah. This is one of those aspects. Um, I thought the acting was solid. Um, even though they're speaking a different language, they still emoted emotion like all humans should and uh, I kind of understood you know even though I didn't speak their language I kind of got the gist of you know um, special effects were dope they were so dope I love the vibe of this whole movie I love the aesthetic of what their deadites look like I loved the cinematography I love the lighting I love the, the mood um, I, I really enjoyed this movie um there were some pacing issues. Um, I felt that it started off really strong. And then once they got to the villa and they were kind of like, 
like going through the motions at first before the the horror stuff like there was like a there was a 15 20 minute thing i was on my phone mm. and uh i i and it felt like it was right in the center of the movie but then it picked up again and then it died down and then it picked up again and then it and then it picked up and it was it was good um so i i'm conflicted a little bit but I think I will also give this an R because at the end of the day, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was, I went down the list. It's, it checked off a lot of boxes and uh, yeah, I'm going to give it an R. Nice. Excellent. I'm going to go next. <laughs> no, I gave it an R. I didn't give well, it an excellent. Well, recommend it. it. My turn. <laughs> Josh, you're going last today. <laughs> Prepare to settle Prepare in, to Josh. Gonna be You've got a bit of a wait here. 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. I'll keep it short for me. I'll keep it short for me. I love the effects work in this movie. I love the practicality of a lot of what I saw. The Deadite-type demonic creatures were awesome. Like I said, right off the bat from the beginning, the mother character was, like, fucking dope. That was, that was pinnacle shit for me. Seeing her with the blackened out eyes and the fucking rain and the blood and the coagulation and shit. Dope, 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 dope. Um, the, the creep factor of shit that was going on in that villa with the basement and you just never know what's around the corner and then under the bed there's shit and everything else. You never know where they were going to throw shit at you. It was great. The deaths were inventive. Uh, the CGI, well, we always usually have a little bit of a complaint with CGI. It wasn't as shitty as a lot of what I do see on a regular basis. And it was an Indonesian lower-budget film, so if they can pull it off, I don't... It didn't, it didn't stick, stick out. out. It I don't know why out. certain other big-budget movies that fucking sticks out like a sore thumb when low-budget Indonesian movie, it didn't stick out like a sore thumb. Kudos to the director. Cinematography was amazing. Um, this is a movie that I would absolutely revisit probably you know give me another year and i'll be wanting to watch the evil dead movies and then this will probably curtail at the end like i'll probably watch something like this you know within that time period too just to get that whole deadite demonic creature vibe going uh i'm gonna pop this in r as well recommended pop in an r josh pop in josh an <laughs> i was less yes, than sir four minutes by the way so go josh okay i'm really that was good um, that was good. really impressed yeah as with most foreign films my biggest gripe is that i have a hard time following the story because it takes an extra element for me to have to read the subtitles with my squinty little eye holes and it makes it more difficult so that in combination with the pacing issues that tim brought up i think this film best exists almost as a a case study of uh excellent scenes that make up a pretty good movie um, I think there's scenes that even of themselves are amazing uh, the face rip scene the introduction to the mother deadite the hammer scene these are all uh, in and of themselves aspects of a fucking amazing film um, and I think this is one that again could benefit from uh either an English dub or maybe a more Americanized version for a larger market. Uh, I think there's some great aspects of this film. 
the effects work were beautiful. The uh, makeup was beautiful. Uh, the storyline was a little convoluted uh, when I was trying to figure out the rules of the demon. But again, part of that is lost in translation for me. Um, overall, I'm going to rate this a PG based on a couple of gripes that I have. But that being said, uh, there are a lot of R and X elements in this film. Ooh, there's X elements. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's some of these scenes that had they been in another film, I'd, you'd be looking at top tier scores from me. Like these, Ooh. There's a lot of amazing scenes. And the way I look at films most times... Like, for example, the new Star Wars films when they come out. They're not going to be a good film. But there's going to be amazing parts of it. There's going to be amazing fair. themes. That's fair. That is fair, right? yeah. yeah. That's a good review, Josh. That's that's really good. Really good Those points. PG. Yeah. Three R's and a PG. PG. I think that this movie has done fairly good for itself. It's getting a lot of love everywhere, all over the internet. It always comes up in the chat rooms and in the on the Facebook groups. You got the Indonesian Evil Dead. The only thing that I thought that didn't sell the movie right was the original poster that I saw for this. It looked like an actual little fucking <laughs> Evil Dead cabin in the woods. It didn't look like the villa that's actually in the yeah. movie. So what I actually did what? Can I just? Oh, I was just to say like. I'm actually really surprised as big of a fan of Evil Dead Josh is. That's a pretty high I'm I'm really impressed you gave it a PG. Yeah. He could have been like, This movie tried to fucking rip off the best movie ever made. Yeah, Fuck yeah. this movie. No, it, it came in a part of uh love and joy for the series. And the the homages they paid were done well. So there you go. We got a PG. I think there's a difference with somebody like copying something or giving like homage yeah. to something. I think, yeah, absolutely. When you're when you're taking it, and it's a clear homage, like the keys over the ledge. No one's gonna look at that and say, "Yeah, you're just ripping off Evil Dead." Well, no, you fucking idiot. That's that's an homage. No. Uh, I I enjoyed that aspect of the film, and I'm trying to show Sam Raimi that I enjoyed it so much. I want to put it in my scene. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool camera angles, boys. That that was. I mean, yep. Evil Dead had those camera angles too. And that you're right, Josh. That one scene, man. I love that feeling around for that key in the dust and everything like that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Lots to love. Did you guys get vibes of like um, um, Drag Me to Hell when at the very end when she's like yeah. in the water? Like it was just yeah. like when she was in Very the grave so. when and it, she was like, was take down. it back, and she like yeah. stuffs it in the fucking body's mouth and shit. Yeah. Only she was trying to find yeah. it and take it out. In this case, so. Uh. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this excellent episode of Daycast from the Coast. We've had a good night discussing this and reviewing the movie, and we look forward to actually, surprise, surprise, we're going to be doing part two for the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. So what? pay attention for that and uh, check us out. Facebook, Misunderstood Art Company. Like, share, and subscribe. We're also on YouTube with all of these. Like, share, and subscribe to Misunderstood Art Company. We also produce audio copies for all major podcasting platforms, including but not limited to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets and donate to the Tim Being Caffeinated Fund. (laughs) And until next time, Josh... (laughs) 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 Aaron. Oh. Um.
<laughs> good. <laughs> Just do the devil will take you. <laughs> Line and Tim. Stay safe and stay spooky. Until next time. Keep it creepy, folks. Bye. Good night.